are listening to OK Work, where we bring the shade, the politics, and the coolar. Where three messy bitches give you the unpopular education on shit you should already know. And if you don't, then you're about to find out. OK Work. Hello. Hi. Hey. How are y'all doing? <laughs> Unwell. <laughs> Tired. <laughs> I am tired and I am just so like curious as to how the non blacks and the whites do so well despite having all the resources and all the opportunities to be well. I'm just. I just want to go to a spa. <laughs> <laughs> who got spa money? Yeah, who got. And you can find me on Grinder. Actually, I deleted it because self care. But. <laughs> <laughs> Should we insert our PayPal's from like. <laughs> Oh my God! Remember when the PayPal's were getting hit by the white guilt? Oh, oh nice. my God! <laughs> oh. Please go back to the black square moment just before we were traumatized by it. Girl, y'all went silent for a whole day, and I missed that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like at first, I critiqued you, and now I'm like, "Fuck, do it again." <laughs> and also, don't tell me about it. Just yeah, non, yeah, just send me a non. Just disparu. That's the extent of my friends. Send me a snack. And on that note. Girl, what is the saltiest queen salty about? Earlier this week, the um, world-renowned Michelin Guide, a.k.a. the arbiter of fine dining and what the best restaurants in the world are. Uber Eats? <laughs> they said 20 minutes away. Girl, <laughs> five stars. <laughs> <laughs> so the Toronto edition of the Michelin Guide, which basically lists restaurants in a city, and it gives them somewhere between one star to two star, three stars. So basically one star is like it's a good restaurant worth visiting. Two stars is like it's a it's a great restaurant, um, you know, uh, worth um, going out of your way for, I think. And then three stars is like it's exceptional and it's worth a journey to go to this restaurant. Not just a detour, but like a whole fucking journey. That's so what is a two star Michelin queen gap? What? What does a two-star Michelin queen get? Is that Uber Eats? I mean, different rating system. But um, <laughs> well, what is the highest star? Three. Right. Oh, exceptional and you and worth star. a journey. Well, I was Two. Say that this pussy is a three. <laughs> rating, <so>. Honestly, <laughs> today I'm I'm giving one. You're I'm saying sorry. it's delect- delectable <laughs> and and haute cuisine and fine dining. I got fine dining for you, homie. You can join on this, Elias. <laughs> I just eat. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, an, I'm an ass eater. Um, and for context, so some people I've been asked this before. I don't know why people ask me. I'm like, I'm not. This is not my area of expertise but i have opinions <laughs> as i always do um uh, about what is it people always ask is it the same michelin as the tire company and the answer is yes, yes. is it, it? okay is. Wait, it is the little it fucking is. like white marshmallow man yeah uh, that's it's it is so this is their their series of guidebooks um that have been published by that french tire company michelin since 1900 so since the year 1900, 
They've been publishing these guidebooks. And as I said, they award up to three stars. Basically, when they award a star or you lose a star as a restaurant, it can supposedly dramatically impact your success and how well you're doing. And so it's seen as a big deal in the world of foodies, rich foodies, to be exact. <laughs> Very specific. I was like, Our, us Uber Eats bitches. I'm like, girl, I've never heard of my girl, Michelle. <laughs> and I know what star she's doling out. But I love my girl, Ronald's Steakhouse or McDonald's, as some others might call it. <laughs> so, so they were in Toronto recently and um basically raided a bunch of restaurant and you know tourism boards and governments and local industries often will pay this company to basically come here and and do this to boost tourism and so they've announced the restaurants in the city of toronto that they deem you know worthy of a star or two or three none are worthy of three none are worthy of, of a, a journey by the way to because of exceptional quality <laughs> the uh all of them got one star or one of them got two and they're all <laughs> yeah and they're all insanely expensive restaurants it's like more than just food right well they so they do have another guide i believe called the green the green guides which are a series of guides to cities in general mm. so like where to stay where to eat blah 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 so they right, do right. do that as well yeah but their big thing i think that most the most of the restaurants money goes towards yeah. is the food thing, which honestly I'm fucking down for. But you know what I'm not down for is seeing the choices and being like, I know Toronto is expensive, but that is the, you, the percentage of Torontonians that pay that much for a rest meal at a restaurant is so small that I'm like, who is this for? Have you seen our rent? Have you seen our rent? <laughs> Again, we are all living lavishly, quote unquote, on Uber Eats, let alone this Michelle star. Can you? <laughs> no, not Michelle Vachage. Michelle Vachage. <laughs> Tell us what restaurants were named as the top so there was aburi hana which actually i believe is in yorkville it got one star it's a japanese place um aloe um which is a kind of you know i would say like a fusion european asian jack Asters wasn't on there <laughs> <laughs> um there is that's also one star aloe bar <laughs> yorkville one star french Don Alfonso, 1890, one star, Italian. Um, Enigma Yorkville, contemporary, one star. Uh, Adulis, one star, contemporary. Um, Frilu, one star, contemporary. Keiseki Yuzen Hashimoto, one star, Japanese. Uh, Osteria Julia, one star, Italian. Um, uh, Quetzal, one star, I probably butchered that. Um, Wait, Mexican. How many, how many more of these? There's like a few more, uh, three more. Shushin, one star Japanese. Yukashi, one star Japanese. And finally, Sushi, Masaki, Saito, Japanese, only two stars of hey, so all of them. So what the fuck? You know why they didn't, they uh, didn't rate the blacks? They didn't rate the blacks? Well, because, no, no, no. contemporary. No, mean? no, no, no. no. We, we would have been the black. No, we might have no, been urban. No, no. Yeah, it would have been, been urban. urban. Like, it, it looks like contemporary means... Um, Usually either fusion. So uh, from what it looks like, either fusion or 
um, the techniques are good. So this is this is the one use of contemporary that I approve of personally because my opinion matters. But um, it's it's when they refer to a restaurant that does like um, molecular gastronomy, like they use fancy fucking, which is. But at least that's contemporary because so I'm what, like, did sure. they take their cocktails out on dry ice? I don't understand. Yeah, they so do. That's they fucking do fucking Stormcrow Manor on Church Street. Like, <laughs> no. <what's going> <laughs> no, hey, they like, listen, they, I don't want you to come from my girl Stormcrow. All right, I she, love a Stormcrow. I got a free me shot. Too, there. Me too. Are you, did you did you win the free shot off the no, dice? I I did. I did. Okay, right, but it's tired. Yeah. But it didn't even land no, on the list. But that's not. They but that's not molecular gastronomy. That's not molecular. <laughs> <laughs> dry ice does not make molecular. Yeah, I got. But, but, but my gastronomist is, is like in fucking Grayson. Are we talking about bitch. like gastric? Yeah, that's nothing to do with your poop. Am I losing weight at these but, restaurants? Listen, listen. <laughs> we've clearly never been there. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, the, the point is, food. I don't see any places that are Middle Eastern. I don't see any Arab places. I don't see any uh, cuisines that are from South Asia. I don't see cuisines that are, you know, from Caribbean or black folks. I don't see uh, 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 cuisines that are honestly anything basically is all white or. Is it amazing? There's can amazing Indian restaurants in Toronto. Thing? Can I say one thing? That Ethiopian food is oh. like oh. one of the most like whenever I'm with a group of folks, people are always like Ethiopian food. It's so good. Oh, I like, fucking love Ethiopian cuisine. I literally am literally. Oh god, don't let me get started. It's like, inertia, even that, it's like inertia those, is just like a textural pleasure. Like how are you both not bred? And yet bread. And I scoop How are food you both you. something that I don't like? And also something I don't like. But still, everybody else likes But you. still, get in my gut, I bitch. Love, I love it. But Jira. also the fact I'm... that we're such a multicultural mosaic. <laughs> like, where's the multicultural? Where's the mosaic, bitch? I'm looking for it. With our, with our Michelle stars, okay? Michelle stars. The Michelle Visage or is Michelle Who's Obama? It? Which one is it? <laughs> and also shawarma. Like well, here, this is what I was gonna say, big. RJ. Honestly, like you think about it, and it's like there. I feel like there are certain cuisines and peoples whose foods are not afforded the same kind of interest. And so, for example, the food I ate at, ate at home growing up. There's no restaurants in Toronto that that offer that. There's like literally maybe one that offers some items, maybe three items that I ate at home. Shawarma, falafel, hummus, um, baba ghanoush. Nobody's parents are making that at home. On average, that is the shit. That is shawarma is street meat. Imagine if the representation for your food was literally hot dogs. The way we dogs. both breathe so deeply, being like, I guess I'm a street meat bitch. No, I love <laughs> shawarma. With my Michelle stars. I, listen, I love shawarma, but the point is, is that we all we are is fast food here, and no one's willing to pay a buck more for fucking elaborate, beautiful fucking Syrian meals because it's like lowly food is how it's perceived. Nobody's saying it, but you know it. Well, I mean, uh, Canada just invited y'all in, and they were just like, oh. "All right, well, hi." <laughs> you can right, make fast food now. Yeah. Fast <laughs> food places owned by white people, but here's a Syrian yeah. at the front. He's a refugee. We love refugees. All the listeners are like, oh, my God, this is everywhere I eat. Yeah. Yeah, same. I'm a dumb bitch. It's not it's not totally surprising. And I'm and I'm so sure 
that a lot of these restaurants are just part of like the gentrification of like a lot of disenfranchised or marginalized communities. Let's just be honest. Like, yeah. Parkdale is being fucking gentrified in a weird way. And I'm like, Parkdale? <laughs> but Parkdale? I'm, uh, but I'm <laughs> really? <laughs> but I'm also just like, if I was like some specialty like Raider, I don't know if I would give all so many restaurants like a one. Like, why am I there then? Like, I well, said, one is good. It's is that's, it? that's they don't give good. you a rating if you're not. Yeah, yeah. One. Oh my means, god. Yeah, that's so easy. That's pleased. but that's why it's pretentious too, right? Because <laughs> literally, the only bad result is no rating. No. Right? Oh, I'd prefer no reading. Because if you're... But then it won't... Bitch, don't come here because this way you're going to enter a Jamaican or a Caribbean food restaurant and you're going to be like, can I have this? You're going to be like, we don't have that. (laughs) But when we do have it, it's going to slap, bitch. I promise you. (laughs) Another variable that is honestly worthy of, of consideration as well is that often... People have different expectations when it comes to service. Yeah. You go to a real deal like Syrian kind of or, or let's say a lot of a lot of cultures service at a restaurant is very much transactional. Yeah. Right. But to honestly, white folks and people, perhaps a lot of people who grew up privileged in this part of the world um, have the sense that if you're not really being super friendly and peppy, that's bad service. And that will impact your rating on, say, Yelp or whatever uh, for that restaurant, even if the food's amazing. And so it makes me wonder with Michelin, a French organization, you know, if they have like a a, a not so nice waiter that like does that factor in? Hold on. You're saying French? The French. The French. They, they barely, <laughs> the pretentious. They barely <laughs> served me in Montreal. They served the all French. of my non-black friends and looked me in the eyes and said, no, I'm that. And I was like, bitch. But I'm so confused. I'll take them sunny side the up. The Francais, the fucking Parisians, they're mad about some service. Let me say something. If I go into a restaurant and I'm being disrespected and it's an ethnic food, if it's looking popped down, if it looks like none of the tableware, the, the silverware, and the, the table's table not, and guess what? The table is crooked as fuck and we gotta stick some fucking coasters underneath that shit let me tell you something that shit's gonna slap yes do not tell me nothing say it don't tell me nothing if they have only pepsi products that shit's gonna slap say it because (laughs) (laughs) but the food gonna slap it's literally a seal of approval to me, it is. Honestly. If I go there and you're gonna respect me, <laughs> that's a Michelin a star. Person, that's a Michelin, a Michelin star. It's a Michelle all these bitch, star all these mi- bitches with their Michelle Visage star, these Michelin star restaurants with the rickety ass tables. You're a stupid bitch. <laughs> and I do and shop at Ronald's Steakhouse. It's gonna be amazing. Slap. Yeah. <laughs> you better. I went into I went to Kensington Market for um <laughs> for some fucking tacos bitch. okay okay and i walked into a fucking hole in the wall it was basically like a shotgun place right? just say it was taco bell it was no <laughs> it's no the only taco bell that slaps is in the states but i walked into this place it had a fucking um it had like a dessert place on the left it had a what's it called a ch- oh my god restaurant I'm gonna be no i'm gonna be canceled it's called just ch- ch- something anyways <laughs> It was like a bunch of like Latin American restaurants all in one shotgun of a restaurant, which was not a restaurant. And the only place I had a backyard, a backyard, and I'm not saying that wrong, a backyard patio for food had the most slapping fucking tacos I've ever had in my life. It was a tent 
held up by like garbage bins. Okay, <laughs> they were storing their shit in the back. <laughs> there was flies and bees, and I was like, "Yo, I, I got I, fucking." I think it was like six tacos for like twenty dollars, and like a drink and something you could dip it in, in the in the back of fucking Kensington. I had a very different experience in Mexico as we talked about, but it might have been a very different sunlight on the sauce that went on the taco. Well, I will just say the sunlight was null and void because there was a whole tent above us. I had an upset tummy. Thing is, it is some classist shit. It is some classist shit that uh, certain foods are given that kind of stature and respect. Um, and you don't even see a single restaurant on this list that is from Scarborough, from Mississauga, beep, beep, where beep, the beep. best fucking food is what, fucking Markham. Like, are you kidding me? Like, not even and, Midland, Ontario. Like, what the fuck? That's not Toronto. <laughs> and also, no. Oh, but. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow i thought the the michelle visage star is for all of canada but absolutely not you, no bitch. no right. none of that none of that that michelle visage star is very classist and on that no girl it's not quite winter but she's feeling frosty because i'm tired of y'all bitches and by y'all bitches, I actually mean Beyonce's husband. And by Beyonce's husband, I mean that man who starts with the J and ends with the Z. And by that man, I mean unfortunate. And so what unfortunately happened with that man over there with no sense was, um, I guess someone called him a black capitalist. And it had been a while since he touched a dictionary, which like most of y'all who are listening have also experienced. Um and what I mean by that is, um, I guess being called a black capitalist is, according to Jay-Z, I don't know that man over there, as my girl Kiki once said, um, I'm Palmer. hilarious <laughs> with the run-on sentence right now. Um, and so our black capitalist, Lord and Savior, Jay-Z, Beyonce's husband. No, no, no. You said Jay-Z, not Kanye West, <laughs> but Lord and Savior. Oh, um. I, we don't even talk about him anymore. I can't even. I can't even hear him screaming from the sunken place. Like I heard, like, ah. I was like, oh, is that Kanye in the sunken place? Anyways, so our black capitalist and savior, Jay Z, once said a month ago that uh, being called a black capitalist is the same as being called the N word, and it was at that point that. I knew we weren't getting free, but or also we were actually died. We died that day. This is the ghost of yeah. our, our former shells of a self. We are currently in purgatory. You can call me expired. Cause girl, I'm getting ghosty. Who, who, who <laughs> called him? Who called him a black capitalist? Absolutely and fucking I feel like everyone. Exactly. So no, this is like, what I want to understand. Cause it almost sounds like a reply to a specific you ever, you, person. No, but I promise like, you like absolutely everybody. And honestly, probably nobody but, like he never heard it himself personally. It's like, who is the, but it's like, who is the tipping point? Which like, That's what, the, like which anonymous, like weird ass Twitter username right. just said, He's a black capitalist. He's never touched his DMs a day in his life. And at like 1.28 a.m., he had just happened to open his phone and he saw the ad and he just went, N-word. <laughs> he was like, what you call me? <laughs> um, exactly what you are, sir. Yeah. I don't... Would you... Plot? Did you not know? Didn't didn't you hear your black king wife was over here? Is that no? Can, the king's can gift. Can you fucking the, imagine cheating on your wife with a white woman 
and then saying that the worst thing you can be called is a black capitalist when everybody else is calling you something so else. So the best thing that happened to you was getting slapped in an elevator and there was a videotape. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then your wife let you on stage. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but like um, Jay-Z was like so capitalist N-word and obviously black people were like, pardon. Um, and I think it was just like a moment that was just so ridiculous that also reflected the moment that we're in. And I've kind of like... Like, like black people kind of care, but didn't. They were like, oh, no, valid. Like, of course you are a capitalist. That. It is exactly. It's like, I, oh, LOL, yeah. Okay, but I, Bezos. But I think also in terms of the moment we're in, like, and for those who have listened about foreplay in the past, um, we are just in such a time that there are certain black people who are mus- misusing the language of like abolition or like a basic anti-black racism one where they're just like, oh, so you're calling me the N word. And people like Jay-Z are banking on a certain level of guilt that I don't know if he thought would make sense amongst the black community or he thought would confuse the white community. But I think a lot of people just went question mark. How is you being a billionaire mean us naming that is the N word? And I think. I mean, I guess to like play on like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Some people my white side popping up like devil's advocate. No. Oh my God. No. I don't want to do it. Okay, I'm not playing I'm gonna take my headphones advocate. off. I'm going to do I'm it. I'm not going to say devil's advocate, but I mean to say like, I guess where he himself was trying to come from. <laughs> not the vape. <laughs> I'm not playing devil's advocate. What I'm saying is that for a particular kind of group of people that believe our liberation is rooted in our financial liberation, right? That Mm. only a very small percentage of us are going to do. We're not going to small business our way Mm. out of poverty, (laughs) right? We fucking try that and they bomb bomb that shit. Next. Right. 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 (laughs) Speak on it. Um, That that's what he is speaking to. And I think that there have been a number of celebrities who have come from like actual disenfranchisement, mm-hmm. who have actually come from poverty, who were like totally like anarchists and like, fuck the power, I'm black and I'm proud. And then, and then they saw a million dollars and, and they were like, rich, like, oh wait, hold on one second, taxes? Oh, wait a second. Um, and I think this even like loops back to conversations regarding like films, and representation politics. It's like the moment someone you might admire who is not white steps into being a celebrity, you have lost them. Because they are now a celebrity. They are now attached to a particular amount of capital that someone like Jay-Z or even outside of the music industry, someone like Issa Rae, who has made amazing black television shows, but has through that participated in, for example, um, places being appropriated where black folks living in those communities in L.A. can no longer live. And so when you see these things happen, for me, I feel like with the Jay-Z thing, when he finally was just like, you calling me a capitalist is you calling me the N-word. Black folks who were like ride or die for him were kind of like, okay, now you're wildin'. You cannot be ethical and rich. You cannot mm-hmm. be ethical and, co- and, and comfortable. It is like actually, honestly, as like a, I guess, quote unquote business owner, but like, honestly, I'm the worst business owner <laughs> in existence. <laughs> um, you cannot be ethical and financially stable because no matter what, it's going to lie on the backs of other people mm-hmm. outside of, right? Like, honestly, like influencers. For outside the most of part, your intentions. Outside of like your 
own labor as an artist, right? But as black artists, it is so circumstantial. It is so precarious that you actually can't ride off that capital for so long. So you need to start investing. Mm -hmm. You need to start like putting your money into things that are are going to gain you capital in the long run. Mm -hmm. So it stops being based off of your, your talents, off of your music, off of your labor and the paid labor that is distributed amongst the people that work with you that create the art with you. Because now it's not just your music. It is your apps. Mm. It is real estate. It is it your is brand. Investments the into certain stock options like clothing and, and all these other things. Like you actually can't just be rich being a only solely a creative. Well, and I think like a big part of that is like we see so many aspects of black creativity so quickly get consumed because honestly, most of y'all cannot do it without us. And I think what we're living in this, and it's a fact, I'm sorry. It's a fact. Like try to build your personality without a black meme. All of you are boring. Well, I mean, okay, wait, wait. Like, I mean, for the right now, I guess like, uh, who is the, the woman that came off of Buzzfeed and now, um, Abbott's the woman that wrote Abbott's elementary. That's yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I can't remember her name, but she won. She won the Emmy, and then a white man yeah, yeah, yeah. took over with his fucking. Yeah, like she silliness. right now was making money. I mean, seemingly we have no idea what her financial situation is off of her own talents, but mm-hmm. that won't substan like that won't substantiate for a she, long term. Yeah. She's gonna have to invest into something else. But she it already started. She arguably already is, and mm. I think that's the hardest part. And I think again, like the Jay Z situation for me wasn't shocking but watch watching other people who were like oh so yeah he is this bad and it's just like it's always been this bad yeah he like exactly exactly well but there are people i'm not a businessman i'm a businessman let the, me handle my business down and, <laughs> and then we were like, and, and then people were like so you're a capitalist he was like n-word and then of course, that threw off a lot of people. You both made this point, actually. But, like, once you are at that level of superstardom, it's, like, it's just it, it, the fact that he's still relevant is, like, yeah. It's, like, what RJ was No, and it's not an insult to Jay-Z. I no, but like you have to do a lot to yeah. sustain that. You were mm-hmm. literally just saying that. And, and the, it's and a testament. The to only it. person, if you were to ask me, and it's funny, we've already talked about her. If you were to ask me to think of someone who is undone currently, they're not undone, but like has worked against their famous celebrity. No name. Oh, yeah, totally. The only I mean, Tracy Chapman could be named. The, well, but well. that's why I said that's like a, recently, like yeah. she's the only artist who Tracy I can Chapman's think of funny. like literally said publicly the way things are going right now my music wasn't made for an all-white crowd and that's who's in front of me Mm. so i'm not doing this anymore and in fact i'm taking my capital and putting into community actively putting her her money towards books for folks who are incarcerated like that is the only person i can think of and it's funny we've already talked about her yeah and i think that like the fact is is like do these folks ever actually say that like i am rich enough Right. Like I have made enough in order to continue to create and still sustain myself and sustain my family and garner. And you know, as black people garnering like intergenerational wealth is fucking important. Right. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that, like when I build my family, 
right? That I don't want my children to not have to worry about much. I mean, they're still always going to have to worry about something. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it is important that the fact that, like, my father died and had no capital whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I understand the need for, like, black creatives and black folks to want to garner generational wealth. At the same time, like, when do you say, like, actually, I have enough wealth and this is why it makes you a capitalist because it's never enough for you. Mm-hmm. It's you like, want where's... for more and you actually don't need for more. Mm-hmm. And I think for like folks like Jay-Z, by, by way of him saying you're calling me the N-word, I'm like, so you can see we're drawing the line. Like this, like, sir, this is enough. Like, like blue is already your fucking manager running your life. Y'all have enough. She won a, didn't she win something? She I won a Grammy know. or anything? She fucking know. Yeah, she won an award for on all this, all this album. bitch. She all, sang on the album. All she did, all this bitch did was him and Han two steps side to side. I'll, leave, I'll, 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 I'll give a fuck. Fuck yeah. them kids. I'll, I'll fight blue. What's this bitch show up to my house? Honest, I'd let her now in. Now you calling her a bitch. I'm about to post I, a picture of you holding my nephew, patting his little belly to bed, but fuck them kids. You love them kids, bitch. It's called duality. Try it. Uh, brought to you by Foucault. So Amantla Steinberg um, was recently uh, a fucking, I guess, a main character in a movie called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Watch it. I want to. It's good. Is it good? I, I liked it more than Mark did. I feel like, but I I thought I thought it was fun. I thought is it like a cult ish type of movie, like something that's not. Like oh, it's very not good. Midsummer, is it? No, I couldn't no, 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 watch no. that. No, no, it's but like, like a cult it's movie funny. that's not very good, but it's good. It's funny. It's like it's like a bunch of like I don't know college aged, um, uh, like people, kids basically who are like in one of their house, like mansions. One of them's a rich kid and it's just like them being really dumb and like it turns into like a really gory at times. Okay, okay, okay. No, no. no yeah. Isn't this like the this, House of Bunny or whatever it is? Basically, it's that genre. Okay, but we don't know about any of those things, okay? So <laughs> I really do want to watch it. They just haven't had it in the VIP theaters yet, so I haven't been able to oh. watch it. Oh. I don't watch it with the pores. Oh. Okay? I did. Ah, Said no. racial justice. <laughs> Wait, let me reel it back. I like I like the VIP theaters because I enjoy going to movies by myself. And, and I like the big a- and also I'm a fat bitch. And so I like the big ass seats and I like to drink a fishbowl of liquor. Fair. Yeah. All right. And a patin. I endorse uh, this message specifically. We are going to go watch fucking Black Panther together in a VIP yeah, theater. I, I will stop. You're not invited, what, Coco. The, yeah, <laughs> to, to, no, the blacks so have to sit there that. and hear no woman, no cry at the end, bitch. I will cry. That's right. Yeah, the, I, these women, and I'm yeah, not a woman, yeah, but these women uh, will cry. These, these, these they thems, they gonna cry. <laughs> so, um, a woman by the name of Lena Wilson, who is a writer for the New York Times who got the job Due to what's that word called again? Um, Racism. (laughs) That um, having a family member that works within the New York Times, um, although she claims to have worked really hard her whole life. What's that word called? Tazem with the nep. (laughs) (laughs) Nepotism, bitch. Yeah, tazem with the nep. So she wrote an article um, about the film. All right. So before we have even been able to read the article because it's behind a paywall, she posted a video about how Mantla um, 
sent her a DM saying, hey, uh, if you wanted to see some tits, like, what's up? What's good? I'm paraphrasing. Um, and homegirl, uh, Lena was like, bitch, you're homophobic. Bye. Blocked her. Whatever. Posted a TikTok video being like, wow, I can't believe this black woman that I supported so heavily. And I loved her so much. This black woman that I totally supported. I loved her so much. And I wanted nothing but success for her. This black woman. (laughs) By the way, did you guys know that she's a black woman? (laughs) Um, But like also. I just imagine this black woman eating a granola bar on the couch. Being like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. Mind her own business. Uh, And then Lena was like, uh, she basically perpetuated the stereotype that like lesbians were predators because she sent me a DM telling me to like if she wanted to show if she wanted me to see her tits so she would show me them blah, 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 whatever <laughs> again paraphrasing right like essentially villainizing Amantla and saying like um, yeah like the message that Amantla sent was very aggressive um, sent us a screenshot sent us the fact that she was blocked da, 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 da. Amantla wrote a response and was like uh, girl, hey. Come um, to find out. I'm a lesbian. And also, Mantle's a lesbian. Wah, 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 wah. And she was like, hey, so the DM I sent you was kind of like a lull to the fact that behind the paywall, you wrote that the film was a 90-minute advertisement for breast and cleavage. <laughs> So I thought I would just respond to you <laughs> with a, a clippy little th- note about if you want to see my tits. I didn't think I was villainizing you or trying to like hypersexualize you, weirdo. So Amantla responded being like, um, hey, I thought it was a LOL and a gag. And um, homegirl Lena Wilson just fucking removed all comments everything. <laughs> and everybody's like, Heyo, um, why are you acting like you didn't bring up titties in the first place? And now you're trying to villainize this black woman because she gave you a little quip about some tits. First of all, I'm not going to say anything about these these women and these film. titties. I've never watched it, so I'm not going to say nothing. But it brought up a very interesting point about the fact that, like, again, ugh, is it a very is it a very interesting point, really? I swear we talked Tell about this. Tell us the point. The point What's is the point? <laughs> that white people will fucking use their marginalized identity. Uh, but yeah, all the time. Themselves. It's so fucking boring. I barely have a point to this, my fucking segment. Because it's like, how did you like dead ass like take something that you fucking did? You said this thing. Somebody responded to it. And then you went, black woman. I love you, black woman. Love black woman to infinity to infinity. <laughs> Until right now, when you showed me that you have a fucking personality and have a lull and a gag. And now all of a sudden, you're the fucking villain. Like, no, butch white lesbians. Like, yeah, you might have faced a little bit of fucking, I don't know, like marginalization back in the day. And maybe a little bit now. But y'all call yourselves studs. And y'all call yourselves you know what? Let me not go that far. But y'all call yourself studs and you're not allowed to. And now you are switching to gender fluidness and you want to just continue to villainize like black femme fucking lesbians. Like how much more will white women make themselves the fucking victims until we fucking realize that 
They too should get on the fucking penis plane with Jeff Bezos. Mm-mm. All right? You can be queer. Okay, Teletoby. <laughs> teleport yourself to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> we are so fucking tired. Take your white retreat over to Mars. You know what? Because you're doing it with black people, so take your retreat elsewhere. I think that like my biggest qualm is that like the use and the weaponization of like leftist language and fucking theory to like further disenfranchise black women and folks like from the queer first of all queer and and lena wilson used the language of queer how y'all using queer first of all white people can't be queer period well yeah you know and where did i learn that from (laughs) (laughs) and i will be definitely posting uh some resources in which you can learn as to why white people cannot be queer um but to like invoke some sort of like politic around like queerness when you were just being first of all engaged with not called out not criticized not anything other than being like you want to see some tits bitch i got some titties for you honestly i don't know i find that it's it's any it's a very common pattern in 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 kind of left of center normies who use (laughs) left of center normies i love that honestly that's our merch that's our merch often often who who feel very strongly about neoliberal politicians although don't have really a fully articulated political ideology what do they do they they find the the radical language to be appealing in some respects because it's easy for them to use that language and co-opt it to portray themselves mm. in certain ways that they would like to portray themselves as but then really when the what's the expression it's like an idiom when the something hits the road when the something when the shit hits the fan no there's another one there's an expression anyway it doesn't Why matter you forgetting everything <laughs> i don't know idioms though i've always been bad but anyways um, oh, when the rubber hits like, the oh, what is that one Bitch. The, when rubber the rubber hits, hits the road. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, when right, the rubber hits right, the road. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so stoned. <laughs> Anyways, the point being is that when the rubber hits the road, there we go. Um, there, it's it's really a facade, and it's not because they have like I don't think it's a calculated facade, but it's like a convenient sort of. I'm gonna use radical language to portray myself a certain way, and then when. Um, I'm criticized. I get to wield that radical language to almost like one up you. Like, is it radical? Is it just like literally? Because like that's their understanding understanding of radical. Oh. It's the normie understanding of what radical yeah. is. Honestly, is that civilian? Y'all fucking civvies <laughs> with your normie understanding no, of no, the world. You know, I you know just, I, mean? I just feel like I'm at a point, and I'm just like, <laughs> I have read the books. And honestly, I feel like I'm a walking ne- meme of like Needy Leaks, where she's like, "Y'all took something that was good fun and turned it to something nasty." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, no, but it's at like- this point, I'm like, "Y'all, I'm over it. Y'all are being messy and have no fucking clue." But it's like clues. also like extremely the buzzwording. People. Yeah, exactly. It's like the buzzwording towards people who may or may not be like saying saying something that is fucked up, to which you have no context to. And then you're just going to say an opinion in relation to this word that you also have no understanding to. Mm -hmm. But I think that the whole, even the whole situation was like, she responded 
to an article mm-hmm. that you wrote that's behind a paywall. Exactly. Yeah. Let's just be honest. How many fucking quote unquote clear people are going to fucking read the New York Times? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't give a fuck about what the New York Times has to say about I, bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> people who write for the New York Times who are like writing about politics and whatever, which I, I read a, a lot of like current events and politics and whatever. And like the language, when you hear interviews with them, they really do think they're talking to the average person no but truly i felt like the whole thing was so ridiculous that like actually nobody took it seriously like no lesbian no queer no fucking racialized person and a lot of white people were like bro you tripping <laughs> like what are you talking about like Not the literally the whole video you did a whole a minute long video about how disappointed you are about the black that you decided to fucking support and much much less a light-skinned black to begin Mm. with and then when she responded to you you were so disappointed also so disappointed Mm -hmm. i am so sorry Mm. that black women don't live up to your expectations of what what we're supposed to be bitch take a fucking seat and like shove that fucking um job that you have up your ass this bitch whole ass said that she worked (laughs) her way up no bitch your mother fucked somebody else who had a brother who fucked somebody else who got you that fucking job. It, it's a whole thing. And then you... Again, my friend called epitism with the nip. Right. And then you delete your whole comments because you don't want to engage in the conversation. Twitter didn't care. And when Twitter no, we didn't care, talk. <laughs> and when Twitter doesn't care, bitch. I don't know who this bitch is. And, Nobody and black cares. And black Twitter will make everyone a joke. So I don't know who this Literally, bitch is. Literally, everybody went, LOL, you're tripping. <laughs> And then, honestly, the next conversation went, how does Amantla say her name? And then This she said, I remember. I remember seeing these videos. That's why I said to you, I didn't know the whole thing because I just saw this person just saying, this is how you say my name. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Got yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it was totally just like went to another thing. And now everybody on TikTok was just like, okay, Amantla, like, how do we say different words? It was like a whole different conversation. Nobody gives a fuck anymore. <laughs> We're like, all right, um, we're going to go see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies now. I'm yeah. just waiting for it to get to the VIP theaters. <laughs> it must, it must suck to be white and, like, empty-headed. You know, Does you, it? You know what I just realized? You can't you can't spell nepotism without penis. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> and on my no-fill bitches, better go check out my girl at No Name Reads. The kind of music artist who fucks with the streets and makes sure the people get the knowledge we need for a better world. And that's you.